Hello and welcome to The Well Podcast. Find out more at facebook.com forward slash The Well Event. Heather, it's good to be here. Uh, good to be here most of all, though, because I'm conscious of the presence of God. And where the presence of the Lord is, well, then there's no place that you would rather be uh, than where He is uh, in the company of His people, where He's being glorified, where He's being exalted. Thank you for being here. Um, we're, we're thankful to so many for making this happen. Uh, the list would be long, and I wouldn't want to leave anyone out, but thank you to all who have helped to make this happen this evening, but thank you so much, you who are here tonight. Uh, just your very company here is a blessing to us, and of course, we're here again tomorrow, where the sun will be even hotter. Uh, you're going to need your sun cream tomorrow night, so be here. This is the place to be. Uh, let me read to you from the Bible. I'm going to read from Mark, the gospel according to Mark. I'm going to read from chapter 1, and it's probably, for many, uh, a story that you're familiar with, but let me read these words to you. So Mark chapter 1, verse 40. This is what the Bible says. And a leper came to him, imploring him. Uh, This is Jesus. This is an excerpt from the life of Jesus. A leper came to him, imploring him, and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. So moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and he touched him, and said to him, I will be clean. Uh, Immediately, the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged them and sent them away at once and said to them, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to them. But he went out, there's the the wind, he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so Jesus could no longer openly enter a town but was out in desolate places, and people were coming to him from every quarter. We've read from the Word. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the privilege that is ours to be in this place. Thank you for the privilege of being able to worship you. Thank you for the privilege of listening to such a beautiful testimony about one who's real, one who's alive, one who is our hope. His name is Jesus. And just now, as we gather around your Word, we ask Holy Spirit, would you move? We ask, Lord, would you speak to hearts? We ask, Lord Jesus, would you let your name be glorified? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There came to Jesus a leper. I suppose the obvious point right at the beginning of that story is that here was a man who came to Jesus. It is a good thing to come to Jesus. It can only ever be a good thing to come to Jesus. Because those that come to Jesus with a heart that is open, those that come to Jesus with a genuine desire after Him, those that come to Him with sincerity of heart and with openness to Him will never be disappointed. You will never find that God is a disappointment. You will never be able to say at any point in your life, you've heard the testimony from Kelly, if your heart is surrendered to him, if your life is placed in his hands, there will never be a point in time where you'll be able to say that God was a disappointment, that God let me down, that God failed. It is a good thing to come to Jesus. 
It is a good thing to place your life in the hands of the one who will hold you securely through every storm, through every trial, the only one who can meet your every need, the only one who can meet the deepest need of the soul. And the deepest need of the soul is sins forgiven. The deepest need of the soul is salvation. The deepest need of the soul is the rebirth regenerated into the family of the living God. It can only ever be a good thing to come to Jesus. And so here is a man who is a leper. I'm sure there was perhaps in his mind at some point an idea that life would not be like this. It was never his desire. It was never his dream that he would be in a circumstance where he would be described as a leper. And surely at this point in the story, it was not the ideal circumstance to be encountering the Son of the living God, coming to him in such a condition, coming to him in such a state. The term leprosy in the Bible, it was a term that was used to cover a multitude of skin diseases. It was considered to be highly contagious. The lepers had to live outside the town. Sometimes they would even have to carry a bell to let people know they were near and shout, unclean, unclean. These people were rejected and discarded from society. And in this condition, this man finds himself coming to Jesus. You see, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Today, if you hear his voice, Harden not your heart. It might seem like your circumstances aren't ideal. It might seem that the situation you're in right now is not suitable for you to give your heart to the Lord. But hear me on this. There will never, never be a better time than right now to come to Jesus. Even now, if you can feel the tug of His Spirit upon your heart, even now, if something from that testimony resonated with you, that's the Spirit of the living God calling you and beckoning you to come to Jesus. And so the leper comes to him. Uh, Mark writes his gospel, I think it's almost as if he writes it in a hurry. It's like he's trying to get as much information as he can in as small a space as he can, as quickly as possible, to get his letter into circulation. 16 chapters. You could read through it in a couple of weeks if you took a couple of chapters a day. I think Matthew writes in a similar way. And so if you read Matthew's account, it reads very similarly. A leper came to Jesus. But Luke records the same account. Now, Luke was a doctor. He gives attention to detail. Um, you know people like that. They give attention to the, the finest points of everything. This was Dr. Luke. And when Luke records the story, Luke doesn't say just that a leper came to Jesus. There is a small significant difference that carries great depth of meaning and reveals something of the heart of God. When Dr. Luke writes about this, he said, a man who was full of leprosy. Now, I want you to catch the significance of that. Not just a leper, but a man who was a leper. Folks, leprosy was the label. Leprosy was the label that had been placed upon him. Leprosy was now the reputation that he carried with him everywhere that he went. But greater than the label was the identity, the God-given identity as a man, a man first 
and foremost. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And God said, let there be, let there be, let there be. And by the very power of his spoken word, all of creation was brought into existence. Trees, valleys, mountains, rivers, lakes, oceans, the beauty and the splendor of all even that you see right now came into being by the power of the spoken word of the living God. And then it came to the pinnacle of his creation. And that's you and that's me. It was mankind when he spoke to himself. And he said, let us make man in our own image. And male and female, he created them. And God breathed upon Adam. And he became a living creature. You have an identity. You have an identity as the offspring of creation. You have an identity as someone who is made in the very image of the living God, man and woman. But life has a way of putting a label upon you. Life can happen. Labels and reputation can begin. And you might find yourself even right now sitting here knowing you have a reputation and a label that you never dreamed you would have. And if truth be told, you don't want it. But you feel like there's nothing you can do about it. It's the truth and the reality of your life. Yeah, you're a man, a woman made in the image of God. But life has had its way with you. Now you carry a label. Now you carry a reputation. But praise God tonight that if any man, any woman, be in Christ, they're a new creature. The old, it's gone. All things are become new. Do you want a new reputation? Do you want a new label placed upon you? Well, then I can only encourage you like I did already at the beginning. Now is a good time to come to Jesus. He takes that label of sinner and he replaces it with a label as one who's been made clean. He takes that label as somebody headed for a lost eternity. And he says, instead, I'm going to put heaven in their heart and they have an eternal destiny with me. He takes that label as someone who's weak. And instead, he says, I'm going to make them strong. He takes that label of somebody who fails time after time. And he says that in me, I'm going to make this person a success. He takes that label of somebody who's down in the dumps without hope and without a future. And he says that in me, they have a divine destiny and a calling of God that they're going to fulfill. Now is a good time to come to Jesus. And the leper comes to him, imploring him on his knees, if you are willing, you can make me clean. See, if I was to put that into modern terms, put that into maybe even my, my own words, it's as if the leper is saying in this moment, I know that you can heal me. I know you can do it but I'm just not sure if you want to. I know you've got all the power and the potential and ability to do something in me, but I don't know if you're willing. I don't know if you want to. Here the leper reveals a misconception he has about God. Here he reveals a misconception he has about the very character of the Father heart of God revealed through his son, Jesus. Have you ever had a misconception about someone? 
Has there ever been somebody that you've experienced in life and maybe you didn't even like them at all? And then something has happened and you found them. No, there's nobody here with such prejudices. This is an amazing group of people greater than me. And then maybe you find yourself spending time in their company. And at the end of the day, you go home and tell your friends, your family, your, your spouse, I got that all wrong. They're a pretty decent person after all. You know what? I actually really like them. The same can be true in our thoughts about God and heaven. Sometimes we develop this idea that he's distant beyond the clouds. Sometimes we develop this idea that he's old, that he's boring. Sometimes we develop an idea that he's hard. Sometimes we develop even an idea that he's not interested in the likes of me. Yeah, God, I know you're powerful. I know you're able. But I just don't know if you want to act on my behalf. I don't know if you want to bless me. I don't know if you want me to belong to you. And so Jesus, to dispel every doubt, immediately just says the words, I am willing. I love how it reads in the King James. It carries an impact. Be thy clean. Be clean. Do you know God is willing? He displayed the willingness and that he held nothing back when he sent the darling of his bosom to the cross of Calvary. And at the cross of Calvary, if ever you doubt the willingness of God to save you, if ever you doubt the willingness of God to act on your behalf, if ever you doubt the willingness of God to pour into you of his bounty, you look to the cross of Calvary and see how the Father held nothing back while the Lamb of God hung upon a cross with nails in his hands, nails in his feet, a crown of thorns upon his head, that spear that pierced his side as his blood was poured down for you and for me upon the cross, looking through time, seeing you sitting in this field even now and dying there holding nothing back, giving everything because he's willing tonight to make you clean. He's willing tonight to save your soul for time and eternity. He's willing tonight to wipe your slate clean. He's willing tonight to give you new hope, new birth. He's willing to act for you and on your behalf. Do you know in that moment Jesus reached out and he touched the leper? Now you've got to remember that in those days leprosy was considered to be highly contagious. See, to touch a leper, that meant, basically, I'm willing to become one. See, if I touch somebody with something highly contagious, it means I'm willing to become like them. You know, sympathy, sympathy stands back and says, you know, I feel sorry for you, but I'm not getting too involved. I feel for you, that's as far as it goes. But empathy, empathy gets down in the dirt with you. Empathy gets right where you are. And so God, who maybe you thought was distant, God, who maybe you thought doesn't know what it's like to live the life that you have to live, he took on flesh. He was born as a little baby. He grew up as a little boy. He grew up as a teenager. He became a young man working in his father's carpenter's shop. And then when his earthly father died, he became the chief breadwinner, earning the crust for his family. He began his public ministry. He became despised and rejected of men. He knows what it's like to live life 
because of the empathy of his heart, because he got down in the dirt with us, he became one of us. He knows what it's like to be you. He knows what it's like to be me. And when he touched the leper, instead of all the power of death and disease entering him, something else happened. Because the man who was a leper, the man who carried a label, encounters another man called Jesus who carries another label. And the label that he carries is son of very God, God in flesh, and all the power of heaven itself. Instead of leprosy entering him, the power the power of the Son of the living God enters the leper and he's cleansed from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Such is the power of one who is real, one who is alive, and one who is even here tonight. And I believe that you can see him. You can see him in your heart through the eyes of faith. You can hear his voice as his spirit tugs upon you. And he's here in all of his power to touch you and to cleanse you and to transform you. And maybe you came in here and you didn't have hope in your heart. And a leper hadn't got hope for tomorrow. He was a dead man walking, dead while he lived, waiting on the inevitable happened and suddenly transformed with the encounter of hope in the person of Jesus. Jesus tells him something. He says to the leper, he almost gave him an impossible task. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Don't tell anyone what's happened. Wow, how can you not but tell? The leper went and he told everyone, told everyone what had happened. And the result was that Jesus couldn't minister in the way, uh, and with all those crowds, he had to go through different towns and villages. You see, Jesus didn't come to be exalted as an earthly king. Uh, Jesus actually came as a servant. He came in humility. Jesus came as the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. He didn't want the exaltation and the adulation of, of earthly kingship. But one day soon, Jesus will return. And he's not going to return as the Lamb of God. He's going to return as the Lion. The Lion of the tribe of Judah. The Lion of the tribe of Judah. His eyes are like flames of fire. His hair is white like wool. His face shines like the sun in full strength. Out of his mouth comes the two-edged sword. His voice is like the sound of many waters. And when he returns, he returns in his glory. He returns in his majesty. He returns in his splendor. And in 1 John chapter 3, speaking of the return of Jesus, it says this, He that has this hope within him, purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Hope and purity go hand in hand. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And here was a leper who needed to be made clean, he needed to be made pure, but it was only the hope that is found in Jesus that could do it. I wonder, are you here tonight and you need to be made clean? You need to be made pure. You need your slate to be wiped clean. You need to start all over again. You need to be rubbed out. You need to be born again. You need to encounter the God man. 
You need to encounter Jesus. You need to open up your heart and let him come in to be your Savior and your Lord. If you need to be made clean, there's only one solution. It's the hope that is found in Jesus.